Hello, my name is Sarah Finger. I'm the host of Wide Awake in Wisconsin. When we sat down with Dr. Jasmine Zapata this spring to discuss the COVID crisis, we found the interview to be so poignant that we wanted to share the whole thing as a bonus episode for our listeners. And with the new spike in cases, we wanted to remind people to stay safe and healthy amid the COVID crisis. Jasmine is a doctor, teacher, and author. During this interview recorded in May, she gives us some insight into the realities and dangers of the pandemic on top of already existing health crises, and she shares her emotional journey as a doctor during this pandemic. Again, please note that the conversation was recorded in May, and the protests she refers to are ones related to COVID and that we're against the governor's stay-at-home orders. My name is Dr. Jasmine Zapata. I'm a pediatrician, a preventive medicine doctor. I'm an author, a speaker. I'm a mother. I'm a wife, a community member, and I'm just excited to be here today. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, so our worlds all turned kind of upside down mm-hmm. in mid-March. Ironically, it was just after you were at, um, at our Women's Health Advocacy Summit. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking out. And um, just after that, things changed dramatically. Can yes. you help us understand kind of your your journey over the last month and a half? What, I mean, it's really hard to do right in a couple minutes, but um, <laughs> you know, like what, what seemed, how can you describe like from all of a sudden one day pre-COVID to current COVID? It definitely feels like a big tornado, kind of like, whoo, what just hit And every morning I really do wake up like, was that a dream? But no, it's not a dream. We're actually living in it right now. So I've gone through different stages. At first, I will be honest, it was a little bit of denial. I would hear about all this stuff happening in the news and and kind of just listening like, huh, is is this going to hit? close to home. And then just suddenly within days, there were just so many rapid changes, hearing of so many deaths, so much uh, panic. And um, there was a phase at the first part of it where I really did have a lot of anxiety and stress, just like hardly could even breathe, just reading all these stories of people in despair from physically, economically, emotionally. And then um, when I would, I'm in a lot of um, close contact on some on some groups where we stay in touch electronically with doctors from around the United States and even globally. And just hearing some of the horrific stories and things that they were going through, it really pained me. I, I feel a lot of emotion of other people. It impacts me almost if it was me. I could just, I'm a very feeling person. And so it was really hard for me. And so now I'm more in a phase where I'm kind of, I don't want to say numb to it, but it's becoming my new normal. And now I'm just in a phase of being very vigilant and smart about things and not letting fear overtake me, but just walking in faith and uh, being wise and trying to get as many other people on board with that plan as well. So what is it, what does your setting look like when you practice healthcare right now? Um, You know, preventative medicine, primary care, like what what setting are you working in right now? What patients are you seeing? Yes, I work in the hospital and I work with new mothers and babies. So I'm a newborn nursery hospitalist. So we work with in the in in the hospital in the newborn setting. That's what I do half the week. And then the rest of my week I am a um I teach 
medical students and master's in public health students. I do community-based participatory research on various health, on combating various health inequities as it relates to maternal child health. And I am the faculty director of a program aiming to increase diversity in medicine with uh, young scholars. And um, I do some grant review activities and other scholarly public health stuff. So I love I love that balance. So half the week I'm actually in the hospital and the other half I'm working behind the scenes. Well, let's not skip past this then. Um, In our April episode, I interviewed Tia Murray and talked about Mm -hmm. the fact that while COVID has risen to this, you know, global priority and now in the state of Wisconsin, we've had a public health crisis Mm -hmm. and a chronic uh, level of disparities that have made us the worst in the country around African-American maternal child health. So Mm -hmm. that being said, and that work you're doing right now, how can you help our listeners understand now the intersectionality of this Mm -hmm. persistent need to disrupt these maternal child health disparities in Wisconsin and now COVID? Yeah. So as you know, and from your prior podcast that you referenced, we already were in a state of crisis when it came to particularly Black maternal child health inequities. It already was a bad situation. So now when you put this uh, coronavirus, COVID-19 on top of that, we we have a crisis within a crisis. I've personally talked to mothers, pregnant mothers, who are fearful of coming into the hospital. They already distrust, had distrust with the healthcare system, so they're hesitant to come in. There's um, some people who are planning they, that are changing their birth plans as a result of this and not wanting to birth in the hospital anymore, which there are many, many, many very healthy and amazing home births, but there are some uh, patients that even acknowledge, I know the safer place would be for me and my unique situation would be the hospital, but I'm going to take that risk and I'm not going to go in. Um, there's a lot of people who don't even believe COVID coronavirus. This is real. I literally had someone talk to me and say, I don't even really believe it until I see somebody die. I'm not going to believe it. And then I took the time to say, please believe it is real. So those are the types of things that are happening. So it was already bad. And now we have a crisis within a crisis. So we really need to sound the alarm. So, I mean, what, if there's a silver lining, if you look and say like, you know, (laughs) something good has come out of this. um, Mm -hmm. Is there, is there anything you can identify that because of Mm -hmm. this, just the, the depth and breath of this crisis. Do you think that there's any um, anything to celebrate within the healthcare system or the community? Mm, I wouldn't say celebrate because when I am hearing multiple people, I'm, I'm seeing... I'm seeing images of body bags building up. I'm seeing five-year-olds dying. I'm seeing all these issues. I, I don't want to say let's celebrate anything. But I definitely can look at things with, like you said, kind of a silver lining. I always find some good in every situation. I try to do that. So one thing I would say is um, families being able to spend more time with each other at home. I would say that in the increase in telehealth services and just people being able to be connected, not in person. I think that's amazing. Um, some other positive things, just watching the community come together to support one another, dropping off food, dropping off clothing, helping with diapers for other people. We have a lot of people don't donating money to help. Um, I think that's really amazing. 
And also we are shining a light on a lot of places where our health system is broken that a lot of people didn't know about or see before. We're shining a huge light on that. And it sucks that we're having to find it out in this way, but I'm hopeful that we'll come out of this now that we've exposed a lot of these things, we'll be able to go on the path to repairing it. Beautifully said. Um, and then what do you want our listeners to know? I mean, we've had different um, different physicians kind of share their pleas, their thank yous, whatever they want to give to the public. But especially now, like the interviews I've done over the last almost month have, you know, really evolved as protests and pushback and resistance has evolved. Um, what, what would you want? What is the one message you want our listeners to know? Yeah, I would want to say this is really hard times, but we are going to all get through this together. So even when you have days where you feel discouraged or fearful or whatever range of emotions, just know that we're all fighting through this and we're going to get through it together. Um, I will say a lot of people ask about how we feel about the protests as physicians, and there's people who are angry protesting, we should be able to come out. And then there's people angry saying you need to stay in. And people have been asking, what are your emotions? And I will say, I'm not angry at those people. I feel extremely pained and hurt. So it's more like a deep cut. It's not like, a, oh, I'm so angry at those people who are protesting. It's painful. It is painful for me to see that happening when I'm having to listen to other physicians breaking down psychologically, emotionally, holding people's hands as they have to die alone, worried about going to their own families. There's a lot of things that people in the community can't see that we as the healthcare field, it's kind of like a secret society. Like we see things, horrific things. We see death, we see great things, but we see horrible things too as a physician and healthcare community that we're not allowed to then go on the news and share all those specific details, but we see that. So then when we see this stuff happening and then yet we see people just like taking, not taking this seriously, I can't even get mad anymore. It's just a deep pain because I also can, um, understand where those people who are protesting, where they're coming from. If they can't go to work and their kids are at home crying because they're hungry, from their point of view, they're just advocating for what they think is right too. So it pains me because I see where they're coming from too, but I see where we're coming from. I would say I would rather everybody get mad because of finances and angry than be dead and buried. Like that that's how I feel. That's that's how serious that it is. And so that's what I would say that it's, it's very painful. And also one thing that pains me as well is not everybody's aware of it, but many healthcare systems, um, especially we just got noticed too, the healthcare workers, our salaries are cut. They're telling us still work full-time, your normal hours, but we're decreasing, we're taking a certain percentage and decreasing your pay. So the people who are there, there are emergency room doctors, ICU doctors who are exposing themselves to COVID-19 every day, working their butts off to help save other people stressed out, worried. And there is no hazard pay. There's some stuff in the news about, oh, doctors and healthcare workers should get extra bonuses. No, there's doctors here risking their lives and getting their pay cut. And they're still going into work to help save you who's out there protesting. 
<laughs> but um, anyway, that's just a little bit of how I feel. It's it's painful just to see all this happening. I because but I because I see both sides of it. Everybody's just doing what they think is best for their their own families. But we're gonna get through it. We're gonna get we're through totally it. We're totally gonna get through it, and I'm totally emotional right now. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you want to say. I can find. 10 minutes worth of perfect things to share on the podcast <laughs> next week. Jasmine, is there anything um, else you wanted? Okay. I do. I do. Just because we're on here. I'm going to say my, I'm going to say my beyond beautiful poem. Cause I need to hear it today too. I'm going to just do it. So beyond beautiful is a book that I wrote, but it's, um, it's be, the beyond beautiful means you're more than what people see on the outside of you. Your true beauty and strength is within and so when I say beyond beautiful, it just means like, even though, yes, I might look good on the outside, there's some power within. And so this is what we need to remind ourselves. One of the words in this poem is resilience. And that's the word that I want to leave with everybody who's listening, that you are resilient. We can get through this and we can bounce back. So it says, today will be a great day. I'll achieve all I set my mind to. I cannot be stopped. I could do anything I want to because I'm beyond beautiful. I'm beyond beautiful. I'm courageous. I'm resilient. I'm confident. I'm creative. I am talented, intelligent, unique, and innovative. I'm worth it. I deserve it. I am treasured. I am loved. And I deserve every blessing that is coming from above. So that's what I want to say to you, to me, to everybody. We just have to remind ourselves that, hey, it's tough, but we got it in us. We can get through it.